and welcome to Let's Meet. I'm your host, Alia English, and we are back at Post Brook Studios, located in the P30 co-working space, a new co-working space on the far east side of Indianapolis. Welcome to Let's Meet, the virtual podcast that corresponds with the Indie Far East Magazine's Let's Meet section. So you have the opportunity to read about our special guests or watch and learn more. Today, we have IHSAA official and businesswoman, Lachelle Hatcher. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, we've seen you on the court, but we want to get to know you as the businesswoman. Can you tell us a little bit about the mini hats that you wear and what you do? So one of the things that I actually do, I am the founder of Girlish Inc., which is we have a space here at P30. Um, and what Girlish Inc. is, is an organization that inspires, empowers, and develops young ladies to be whoever it is what they want to be. We do provide them with the tools and equipments that they need in order to be successful women in the future. Can you tell us a little about you and where this passion came from and how you got started? So I will actually say how everything got started is it's probably through officiating. Um, as I go to many of the games, I see a lot of young ladies um, at different calibers, uh, different school settings. They're, um, and I always wonder what they're doing once they graduate. The high achievers, you know they're going to continue going off to college and so forth. But some of the other girls who are typically considered at-risk children, um, those always wonder about them and wonder what they're going to be doing. So I've met up with a couple of them afterwards, and I always caught up with them to say, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? What's going on in your life? And so forth. And they really don't have a plan or anything. So they always figure that they have to go to school, go to church, I'm sorry, go to a traditional college in order to obtain the edu education. But a lot of times the parents haven't been prepared. They haven't saved up any money. They haven't filled out any FAFSA forms. Um, a lot of times they are just kids who are just, their main goal is to graduate and then they'll figure everything else out later. I want to be able to speak to those young ladies, say, hey, you don't have to go to a traditional four-year college, but there's other things that you can be doing. I just need you to continue educating yourself in whatever format that may be. So let that be in picking up a trade, uh, picking up a certification, find out what it is that you really like to do and let's see how we can make make me get you money pretty much yes that's awesome can you tell us a little bit about the young ladies that you work with and some of the um success stories that you have there's one particular one that i keep in mind um you can tell she has a there's some you can tell there are some things that were going on in her family and she never had a safe space to actually say how she felt about anything. She was always judged. Just a lot of mental things that were going on, things that she wasn't happy about within her life. So, and I always, and for me, I always wonder like, these are teenage kids. They don't have real life bills or anything. So what could possibly be going on in your life to make you want to harm yourself? Um, so I actually spoke to the young girl. She came to the event. And at the end of the event, she actually thanked me. She cried and said that she was very happy to have some space, a place where she felt safe um, and that she didn't, she felt like everyone was just like her. Um, she didn't feel that anyone was judging her and everyone was telling her stories because we had an event where there was, I have four different panelists up there and they all spoke about different obstacles that were in their life because that, that particular event was just talking about obstacles and how you overcome barriers and so forth and still use those as stepping stones to get to where you need to be. So when we discuss all of these items or discuss these things and she let me know how she felt about the event, she felt like she was in a better place and she just needed something more to just help her keep her pushing her to going. Mm. Would you say that is what you enjoy most 
about this program? Yeah, I would probably say yes. I do enjoy that. I enjoy having one-on-one conversations or two-to-one conversations with the young ladies or whoever the young person may be. And finding out what it is that they like to do. Because at the end of the day, I told them this program can't work without them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to tell you what it is that you need to do. How about go this way? We should try this. This is where the money at. I need to find out what do you need from us in order to make this successful? Because without you, this will not work. Mm-hmm. So I just make myself available, become a servant to them, because at the end of the day, these ladies are the future. So I want them to be the best version of them as possible. If that means you have to break barriers and so so forth, then so be it. I know when I set out, when I was started officiating, I never thought that I would be where I'm at today. I am overwhelmed with the amount of support. But all the support in the comments, the positive comments, even if I make a bad call or whatever, they say, we're always smiling or how I come into the gym or I take all of those. I'll take all of those little nuggets. I appreciate all those little wins. I want how I feel. And is that anything that you always tell anybody about? I want the next young lady to come in and have those same. I want to give that to someone else. I I want to provide a safe space, more importantly but also to give them the tools that they need. There's a, I think Indiana's, I think Indiana's saturated with nonprofit organizations. I don't, I didn't want this organization to be just like another one that you have and you just tag your name to it. I want to be able to partner with other organizations and put these women through someone else that not, basically not trying to invent the wheel. Mm -hmm. Just want to go ahead and give you the resources that you need. But at the end of the day, the basic things that any woman or any young person needs, they're going to need to know financial literacy. You have to know, understand your credit, how to carry yourself, and how to communicate. Those are all things, no matter what path of life that you decide to do, those are the things that you will need. Those are the things, and they're not necessarily the things you get in school. So to have a program like this is very impactful and very much needed. Um, Can we circle back to, you talked about officiating, um, and that's another space where it's a male-dominated sport, and um, it's, it's not a space that we see powerful women like yourself as often as we would like to. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started officiating and a little bit about your journey? You know, first and foremost, I was a single parent. So I did not want to go work at a department store or anything like that. So I was running a, a league at my church and I had two officials say they weren't going to be able to make it. And at that time, we really didn't have cell phones or anything like that. So you can get on the cell phone or text somebody or anything like that. You couldn't do that. So I, all I remember is I had 60 to 80 women coming to a gym, to a location that we didn't have an official to, and I didn't have time to reach them. And at this time, it was 10 minutes to 5, and everybody, so it's rush hour traffic, leaving from one side to the town to the other. Long story short, I ended up having two officials there. Um, someone just came in and said, oh, yeah, you can get paid for this. I said, oh, you can so they said, yeah, they say you can basically make your own schedule. I didn't have to pay for a babysitter or anything like that. So at that time, it was a way to make ends meet without having to find a babysitter. And it was just, and I could pick it up at any given time that I want to. Long story short, so going to where we are today, um, I went and took the test and everything. And I had one individual, and I will remember that day like it's yesterday. And I said, I want to do boys basketball. He said, there's no way that women can do boys basketball because you cannot have the endurance. That stuck with me. Even though I wasn't trying to prove him wrong or anything like that, 
But that stuck with me. So needless to say, I just continue to stay on the journey. I mean, I actually enjoyed it. You meet so many great people. I love looking at the raw talent and the athletes that come through there, male and female. Um, I love the relationships that I have developed and the friendships that I've developed throughout all of that. So um, it was an honor to be the first black woman to officiate boys high school. I think there were more people probably that were happier than I was. I was one I of those people. Think. I will admit, I was very happy. <laughs> I remember seeing the um, tweet. Um, I don't know if I saw it on a, a tweet or a, the post or the article, but I just remember seeing, because I've seen you officiate games and just being like, because it's one thing to see as a former athlete and as a current coach, it's one thing to see a female ref, but a black female ref. Mm-hmm. It's like, Yes, and then the black female ref refing a the boy side, which is like double yes. So. Yes, and it's and actually today there still isn't really many women that do it. So on the high school side, it might be myself and then one other person. A lot of them they tend up to go to uh, go to college because they can advance a lot faster. I don't choose to do college or anything like that. I want to stay right here in Indiana and officiate basketball on boys and girls. I enjoy it. Would you say Indiana basketball is probably the best basketball in the country? Okay. Absolutely. I, I would agree. <laughs> you know, there's been some, you know, I remember in the pandemic, there were some debates online about, you know, which state has the best basketball, but Indiana. I believe Indiana has the best athletes when it comes to basketball. Absolutely. Hands down. This is my favorite time of year. Um, I love I love college basketball, but I'm a bigger fan of high school basketball. I just feel like the talent is a little bit more, um, I don't want to say raw, but they're, it's, this time of year, they're just... Gritty. Anything can happen. Yes. yes. And, and you- I, I totally agree with you on that as well, too. I love college basketball as well, too. I love March Madness. But again, I love that high school basketball, especially at this time, especially when they have the, um, they have their rivalry schools that they're playing against. There's so much grit in there. It seems like they're out there to perform because they're trying to get to the next level. They're trying to be seen. Um, and they're just putting everything into it. I love the heart that they put behind all of that. I agree. Um, Let's switch gears a little bit. What should people know about your company? What people should know about the company, again, is a place safe haven for young ladies to come and be their unapologetic selves, whatever that may be. And I stress that because a lot of times we want to judge women. We want to judge young ladies. I want to tell them they don't have to yell doing all these pics and posting all like the Cardi B's and so that's cool for Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. But in the real world, when you're trying to grow your business and so forth, you probably want to steer away from those kind of pics. Um, basically branding yourself, having authentic conversations, being transparent. Alrighty, we're going to switch gears just a little bit here. I have some kind of fun questions, just rapid fire questions. First things that comes to mind. Okay. Who is someone you look up to? My mom. Why? My mother, I always say my mother, even my parents, my father is deceased. So I would say my mother, she, I watched her go through so many different trials and tribulations throughout her life. And when we were growing up, I used to think that she was mean and evil. But as we've gotten older and you start having your own kids and start going your own, treading your own path of life, I started looking at, she did a lot of those things that kept us away from a lot of things for the best interest of us for the children and to make, um, she did her best in trying to provide the best um, resources and options and opportunities for us. So I would say my mother. Then I would say my kids. <laughs> I would definitely say my kids. Okay, this is a little bit I will say. 
I love my kids. <laughs> they told me not to bring them up in this, but it's too late. So I think I have the best kids, best young women in the world. They are very transparent about who they are. I have learned so much from them. I got one on one side and I got the other two. That's all. I have three of them and they're all a little different, but they're all, I love their relationship that they have with one another. Um, I just love them. They are very, they are really, really great, bright young women who always see, always want to achieve for more. And they're great parents. Well, who or what are you listening to now? My go-to is gospel music. That is my go-to. That has always put me in a safe place. It keeps me sane. Um, do you have a go-to artist? I do not. I don't. I don't have a go-to artist. Um, but it does keep me, um, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me grounded. It speaks to me. I choose not to have a perfect an artist or anything like that because there's so many that are out there. Um, I try to, I can only listen to a little bit of rap. I don't like a lot of it, but I love to watch the kids when they're bouncing or doing whatever it is that they're doing. I love watching that. I think the adrenaline and the atmosphere when those kids are in there and they're, they're at their peak. I love that and I feel like they're so engaged. So it makes us so engaged and it makes the game a lot more interesting and it's just awesome. Who has the toughest fans? Ooh. It just kind of all depends. Especially around this time, closer to the tournament yes, time. Definitely around this time. Every school is, yes, yes. And a lot of times it's going to be those schools that are the little outskirts schools. Mm -hmm. Um, the little schools like you have up in up north, the ones you have southwest. Some people think it might be the mixed schools. It's not. If you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? My father. Do you have a specific place that you would go? <sighs> no, no specific place. Um, no specific place. Just to be able to talk to him and hear his voice again. If you could add any face, anyone to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? That is a good question. I don't know who I would pick. I'd probably put myself if I couldn't think of anybody yes, else. I agree. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I'll put myself if I couldn't think of anybody else. Because yes. sometimes I think I'm pretty dope. But. You are. You are. You deserve it. I agree. Switching back to um, original topic, what advice would you give someone just starting out officiating? Anyone starting out officiating to have thick skin. That's the first and foremost. Um, to have thick skin and be able to not take things personal and be able to, I guess, be able to learn how to communicate with people of different from different facets. So that's be one of the things that I'll probably tell them. Yeah. Calling the game is blowing the whistle is pretty easy because half the people gonna love you, half the people gonna hate you. And if you can understand that, then you're pretty good. You're halfway there. But it's the game management and also not taking things personal. What advice would you give someone starting out creating a business? Um, to do your research. To do your research. Um, and also not to do anything based off your feelings. Not make the decisions based off your feelings or your passion. You own the feeling, to the passion behind starting your own business and so forth. But no one else is going to hold that same passion as you do. So be, log be logical about what it is that you're trying to achieve and actually how to get there. What are some ways that the community can help support you? So in a nonprofit, there's always gonna be plenty of ways. So this is almost like trying to put something out there, but not a grant writer and fundraising. 
without those two things, nothing else can really happen. I can meet all the young ladies that I want. I can talk about all the different um, resources and provide all, I can even provide all the tools. I can provide non-tangible tools, but anything to get these, but it would be more so just having grant writers and um, grant writers and uh, funding. Yes, funding keeps things going. So help her out. <laughs> Um, what, if someone, for someone watching or reading this, how can they connect with Girlish Inks? How can they connect with you? How can they get involved? Or if they have a young lady who might benefit from the program, how can they contact you? Like, just contact me through Instagram. I have an Instagram, have not developed a website just as of yet. I'm kind of intentional about the things that I do decide to do. Um, and I just don't want to throw a website out there or just even with starting with Girlish Inc. Just didn't want to do something just to be doing something. I want to be intentional about what it is that I do because I want these young girls. I don't want society writing their story. I want them to be their own narrators of, of their story. At the end of the day, how do you feel about the work you're doing? I feel good about the work that I'm doing. Um, I try to go to bed. I try not to go to bed every night with and let me back up. Before I lay my head down at night, I try to think to make sure I don't wrong anyone, that I didn't wrong anyone, and to make sure I did the best that I can do. We're always not going to make the best decisions at that time. Sometimes we do things based off feelings, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I didn't hurt anyone's feelings, um, and I didn't do anything to, that I did everything right, that I did it with the resources and the tools that I have, and I know I use that word a lot because I do believe in that. Um, I want to make sure that I provide everything that I did, everything that I was supposed to do, and then I was intentional behind it. I do that on my way to work in the morning too. make sure that, hey, we'll make sure this is a, be great today um, and just make sure I do everything I need to do, just run through my day. That's a word that you use a lot, intentional. How important is it for you to be intentional about what you do? Very, very important to me. Is very very important to me because I'm like I believe in carrying my word and whatever I say I'm gonna do it. I want to follow through. There's a lot of times that you might want to give up on things because um, life happens. Life happens, and it just sometimes you just have to sit back and pause and be still for a minute and reassess. I do believe in reassessing, uh, renewing, and just starting over again. Sometimes sometimes we're too hard on ourselves. I agree, and it's easier said than done. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but. Um, I'm a great supporter of other people, but I'm not a great supporter of myself. Mm. So I can just always put someone out there like, oh, yeah, you should try this. They do this. They do that. I love to put a plug in for someone else, mm -hmm. especially if I Well, I'm only going to put a plug in if I believe in you. Um, but it's hard to do for yourself. So when you initially started out the segment and said, tell me a little bit about yourself and what it is what you do. You like I'm a, you re are really women of many facets. And we really wear multiple hats, but not one singular thing defines who we are. Mm -hmm. So when you ask how intentional, how important that is to me. So when I intention, when I do something, I want to be very intentional with whatever it is that I do and not just to be doing something. I love that. And as women, I feel like we, as you said, we wear a lot of hats and it is hard to pinpoint it is. the different things. So great for you for putting that into words. I know it's not always easy. It's not. It's not, because if we think we fail in one area, then we may be a failure in everything else when it's just this area we may have failed in. And it's not, I don't, and actually, I don't even look at things as failure anymore. Um, I look at it as opportunities for growth. Yes, experiences. Absolutely. Yes. Because we had to go through all these things to 
for us to shape us who we are today. Yes. And every experience has its own lesson and absolutely that you can build and grow from. Absolutely. All right. I know we talked about this question earlier. <laughs> what is next for Lachelle? What is next for Lachelle? I would say the next thing would probably to continue to uh, push forward with Girlish Inc. Trying to save, I hate to say save as many lives, but actually to um, develop and evolve as many women as possible. Um, to let, the, let their inner beauty come out. To let them know no matter what their shape, size is, um, what their background is, let them, they are valued. And that you do have, you have some worth. There is worth in you. We just need to figure out where it's at. Find out what you're good at. Yes. And sometimes it's just a matter of just taking that extra time or someone even asking you or taking the extra time. It does. So, it does. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for that, all that you do. And thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, that does it for this episode of Let's Meet. Thank you so much for tuning in. We want to thank the folks here at P30 and Postbrook Studios for having us today. Be sure to go to IndieFarisMagazine.com and read this month's issue or pick up a physical copy at one of our many drop locations. Thanks again.